on this episode of Puro's Miners, bro, we discuss the Miners' latest loss in football, we give out our midseason report cards, and we talk about UTEP's basketball secret scrimmage against Grand Canyon. Puro's Miners, bro. And welcome to Photos Miners, bro. Mondo the Boss from Medina, along with Alex Nicolas. A very happy and excited Alex Nicolas because his team plays in the World Series. Houston Astros. Just What's up, man? Just looking for ring number two. Number That's two. It. That's it. It's there simple. you go. The evil empire has been defeated. The Yankees lose. Duh! Yankees losing. It's always a good well, feeling. Yankees lose. Oh, that's that's a uh, Harry Curry. That's, that's my bad. Cubs win. Cubs win. Well, uh, another episode of Puros Miners, bro, is upon us. Uh, another UTEP loss is upon us. So what's going on? How was your weekend, man? I had a long weekend. How was your weekend? You did. You had the second longest flight for an FBS team. And I use that week. information, by the way. Thank you. That, that pregame show yeah. on the, the UTEP broadcast, I use your information. Thank you so much, brother. And, I appreciate that. So how was that trip? Because that was a long one. That's always Anytime UTEP goes to the East Coast, it's a long trip. You know, um, if, if well, on the plane ride, if you have something to distract you, it's pretty fast. On the way back, it kind of sucks. Because when we went, we left like at 9 a.m., so, like, you know, the first 30, 40 minutes, you kind of try to ride it out. But then I had my iPad and I had, like, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I was watching The Office, you know, on Netflix <laughs> or whatever. So it that kept, Wi-Fi on the plane? No, no. That, I can, oh, you you can download it, it oh, okay. and stuff like that, you know. I, it would be sweet if they had them. You know, if you have a movie or something like that. But I was sitting next to Bernie and Teich, you know. So I can't be watching my Avengers movies. I feel kind of <laughs> like, I, I feel like, you know, I, I feel weird, like, watching Avengers next to a Taish and Bernie, uh, but the office I didn't have a problem with that. On the way back, that's what's hard, man. On the way back because I don't want to throw out the the iPad and, and and watch stuff because the screen would be so bright. But then we literally the way we it just you never know where you're gonna sit, and we literally sat in the front row. So in the front row, which is cool because you have more space. You do whatever you want. Almost. There's there's nobody there. But what you can't do is you can't have your bag next to you. You know, like if there's a seat in front of you, you can put the seat underneath you, but they don't let you have a, your bag there. So I was like, man. So anyways, but it didn't matter because the the stewardess or the what do you call them? You didn't just that you're not supposed to be stewardess. Whatever the flight staff, flight attendants, flight attendants. <laughs> My apologies because I didn't know. They would be turn on, turning on the lights because they're doing stuff. So th there was a bright light anyway. So I, I would have gotten away with watching uh, stuff on my iPad on the way back. But that the, the flight back is, was just because people, oh, just sleep. You can't sleep. Come on. You can try to I sleep. sleep on a plane. I think you're the most you'll sleep is like maybe 20, 15 minutes, even though you're just trying to sleep. But I mean, honestly, it wasn't bad because everybody kept telling me this is a trip that's going to suck. It's going to suck. You get so long. But. Actually, for me, it was actually more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the game itself, we're going to talk to we'll talk about in a couple of seconds. But overall, like, I actually kind of enjoyed it. And you got you some know? gym time in too. I did get you some, gym, some time. gym time. In. Those are the and that's I, and I'll be honest with you. Of all the trips that we have done this year and last year, this is the first time I actually like. Went to the gym on a Saturday because normally, like, I, I don't even have time for that because you're we're getting ready so early. The stadium. <laughs> yeah, normally we leave the stadium by eleven thirty. This time we left like one thirty, so I had two hours extra. Where I could just do whatever. And by the time I was done with Town Talk Sports El Paso, the stuff we do there, that was one a.m. Yeah, you know. So then I woke up like at 
7 a.m., whatever, Miami time or whatever. So I was able to do some stuff. But it wasn't as bad as people make it out to see. But uh, but that's me. For the athletes, it's got to be tough. Right. It's got to be tough because you lose those two hours. And, like, you really can't sleep normally, you know. And, and I know they went to go see the volleyball team play FIU because they played there. So... Uh, more than likely, some of them still went to go to sleep late, and I don't know what time they woke up, but they still got to go through their meetings at night. They got to get up. They got to go through their meetings in the morning. They do the run, wow, like the, in the hotel, correct? Like on the on the on the parking lot. That's how they do it. Yeah, you know, literally. So, uh, but I, I will say this: you want to start talking about the game? I yeah. mean, the team came out energized. You know, this one thing that the big difference we saw between the UTSA game and this FIU game is that we we agreed that against UTSA, this team didn't look prepared. And FIU, especially the defense, they, they came out prepared. You know, I think they were embarrassed against UTSA. The defense played, I thought, pretty good, especially in the first quarter. Now, UTEP got a big gift where... Where uh, Brandon Jones had thrown a pick six and it was called back yeah. due to penalty, but nonetheless, but the other interception that he threw, it was a tip tip pass and it was actually a very, it was a great catch by the FIU defenseman that made that interception because he he barely he it almost touched the ground but he didn't so, uh, but it is what it is. It's and it's kind of like how I told Coach Demo at halftime. <laughs> A very animated and very, um, how do I say, angry. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. An angry coach demo at halftime. And this is the best way to describe how the first half went for the minors. This is the direct quote I told the coach. Hey, coach, first quarter, you guys dominated the first quarter. Second quarter, not so much. Uh, penalties, once again, is what did you win. And he agreed in a very uh, hostile tone because he was very disappointed with the way his team played and for every, well, what's the saying? Two steps forwards, one step backwards, and one step forward, two steps back. So yeah. let's just say for every one step forward they made, it was like five steps back because they keep shooting themselves, you know, with, with all these penalties. An undisciplined team, penalties kill them. But let me tell you this, this is what it sounds like every single week. Right. That's what it's every single week. That's the thing. Oh, if we wouldn't have this penalty. We wouldn't have made, done this and that. We could have won this game. But I can honestly tell you that if that wouldn't have happened, they probably would have because this minor team played better than the score was. And by the way, I told you they're going to cover and they covered. They did. They did cover. Um, How was it watching it? How was it? Because I can tell you some of the things, the difference between watching it on TV, because I know you're watching it on TV on, on the Tres or the Plus, whatever it's called, and I can tell you what it was like on the field. You know, there's two big things that, that just stood out to me. It's just this, and, and you've kind of touched on it already, but, you know, it's this team is just undisciplined. You know, you pick up a first down, you get a good defensive stop. Somebody's talking trash after the play. Somebody's pushing forward. Uh, you know, and, and like we talked about before we got on, the second guy's always a guilty party. That's the one they always catch. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of personal fouls in this game, that, too. You know, and, and some of these uh, umpires or referees, whatever, uh, linesmen, lineswomen, because they're they're quick on yeah. pulling the trigger. They, and, they really were. So the big stat to me in this ballgame, at one point, I think it was midway – through the third quarter, UTEP had 130 total yards of offense and 108 yards of penalties, penalty yards, yeah. and you're not going to beat anybody. You know and that was by halftime, by we, the way. We we've talked about yeah that that wasn't late third quarter that was late second quarter. Then now that I'm looking at looking back at it, um, 
you know, there, there's two things that that just that really just stand out for me from this club, and I've said it before. I've said it back in the Sean Coogler era. UTEP has to play a perfect football game to to not win the game, but to give themselves an opportunity. Um, and the discipline that that the lack of discipline that we're seeing is something that you it just makes you wonder what's going on during the week. What is the message during the week? You know, it, it's playing perfect, um, being you know told to these kids about. You know, not only just keeping your hands inside on whole on a, on a on a simple play up the middle, but you know after the play is over with, don't don't jaw, don't give them any other opportunities, and, and that's what I'm seeing with this UTEP yeah. team, um, it, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Now defensively, um, you know Mike Cox had a great game plan in this he ball did, game. He did, he really did. Now he really did. What bothered me defensively is that third down situation. I mean, there this team just continues to not be able to get themselves off third down situations. You know, FIU six of eleven on the evening. You know, I really felt that that probably should have been about three out of 11, two out of 11. You know, this defense played well in stretches where, you know, you got to be able to to get off the field third down. And those are two areas um, that just continue to bother me about, you know, why isn't the fact that we got to play a perfect game on offense and, and being able to eliminate, you know, we sound like broken records. You know, these are the same issues, the same penalties we've been talking about weeks after week after week in the season where UTEP is in games, you know, looking at the Nevada game, um, you know, even to a certain point in that Texas Tech game, um, you know, even going back to, to uh, you know, the Houston Baptist game in a sense as well. So, you know, these problems just are not getting corrected. Um, and the problem that I'm having, and I'm just going to put this out there, is, you know, we're not hearing about accountability from the coaching staff. We're seeing, you know, kind of, and, and my way that I read coaches' comments is, is pointing the fingers we're not executing well you know we're making dumb mistakes you know we're, the, the quotes that he was giving you guys at the end of the of, of the game you know kind of putting it on the players where you know i gotta see some accountability from this coaching staff you know we know the one thing i'll give him is that he was admitting that they're undisciplined but he doesn't understand why they're undisciplined right. and, and and that's where where i have a problem with about this point that I'm going to make is because we know Dana Demo is going to be here for one more year. I would be shocked if somebody, you know, loses patience and, and fires them at the end of this year. It's not going to happen. Will there be an assistant let go? I'm sure that's already been talking about, talked about. Um, but, you know, for me to be able to say, okay, you know, it's been frustrating, um, you know, we know we know the talent level that we're that we're where we have here at UTEP is not up to par with the rest of Conference USA. But you know, just to see some sort of accountability from Dana Demo will make me feel like you know what? Okay, you know, th- let's deserve him. You want to see what I, I, I used see, to do? Right. Where he just put it on himself and he said that I didn't, I didn't do a good job coaching. Right, and and, and, that's, that, what and that's what I really want to see. And like I said, if if it doesn't happen, if if it doesn't, you know, just the same way in the Cougar situation, if it doesn't improve, fine. You know, but you know the the lack of accountability from the coaching staff is really starting to bother me. Um, one article that that really just summed up the whole um, UTEP football season was written by Brett Brett Bloomquist of the El Paso Times. Where, what up, Brett? You know, shout out to Brett. Um, you know, Brett. And Brett's not a fan. I, I'm just put that out there. But Brett sounded kind of like me or Monster. What we've been talking about on the podcast. You know, we're you know somebody saying there's improvement. But we're watching the games, and, and like you see, you're watching it from the field. I'm watching it from the press box or from the TV angle. Um, I'm looking at stat sheets. I'm looking at everything that I can do to try to critique this team and say there is improvement. I don't find it. Um, where imp- what improvement Dana Demo's finding? I, I, I would love to Somebody know. Somebody asked him today in the press conference, have you seen this team 
uh, progress or regress, and he said he has not seen them regress. And, and you know, I, I got to just disagree with that. I think that's, and that's just straight up from the press conference. You know, I, and that's not me saying and, that. And, and that's not anybody, you know, and you always talk about, well, oh, ask, ask tougher questions. Well, you're not going to get anything. You know, Dana Dim was playing to what he was brought here to be is, is, is being okay with the media, being able to handle the media. But at this point, there's got to be some sort of self-recognition that, you know what, I got to check myself as a head coach. You know, whatever we're trying to put together on offense, it's not working. Obviously, yeah. you know, now I will give the offense, you know, some sort of credit. You know, that last drive that Kai Loxley threw before, I was thinking the second to last drive of the game. You know that, that big old bomb, that, that bomb, that you know that that whole sequence of offensive plays. That was UTEP's best series of, of not only play calling but also execution. Um, you know how okay. wh- wh- can okay. we can, can you build on that to be consistent? Okay. He, would be my question. Here is a couple of things you watching on TV that you don't see on the field. Uh, right before he he put in, I, I already knew when he was going to put in Kyle Loxley because in the previous drive, Brandon Jones like ran like a a sweep to the left where he was a quarterback keeper and he went down yeah. fat, very fast. I know, I know what you're talking about now. And I could hear Coach Jim was saying, are you kidding me? So I think he felt that Brandon Jones actually kind of gave himself up and went down too quickly. Right then and there, I knew that Kyle was going to be in the next series, and he was. It just so happens when it was the bad snap and it went into the end zone, you have the safety. I think Coach Jim actually expected Kai to get up and run, but Kai just went down and held on to the ball. He wanted for 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 it to be a touchdown, but because that happened right away, Kyle Loxley's the type of guy that needs something to go his way. Because with Kai, it's all about confidence, and we can safely say that because yeah. we've talked about this. Whoever is the starter plays bad. The backup person plays good. You know that's how it's it, that, that's the way it's been going. So when that happened, I knew that Kai was going to be shook, and that's why he didn't play the rest of the first half. The only reason why he played in the second half is because Brandon Jones was put into the concussion protocol. So that's why he kind of like got more into it. His rhythm, he was able to run. But then that's once again, another bad snap that they went there. They're doing great, doing great. And then all of a sudden you get a flag, bad snap. And all of a sudden it's third down and 22. You know, and it starts to derail from there. And, and that's I, I look at that as coaching because even at at, at high school level, and, 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 and I'll be honest with you, he, he did like because with Gatewood being the you know like nominee for being like All American stuff like that. Coach Demo actually said I at the press conference today that he's got to take he he should have done a better job coaching because. Gatewood is not used to that humidity. And over there in Miami, right. it was humid. I'm telling you. That we ball's going to have a we, little bit of dew well, on it. Because he was is. sweating a lot, too. And that's what it was, is that Coach Jim was like, I should have given him more towels, and somebody should have had a towel out there, like the quarterback or something, where he can just wipe himself off every single time. And that's why some of those snaps, because there's one, the second one that just went, uh, that Kai missed, it was not even Kai's fault. It was like to the left. Of him, he had no, no, no. He had no opportunity to actually get it. But you made a good point when you're talking about, um, you know, Kai's. I guess we. I, I don't know if this is the right word to say, but Kai's confidence issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's where I have a problem with Dana Demos because you know what, this is your guy. This is the guy that you recruited out of Iowa Community College, Iowa Western, wherever it was. You know how? Why? How can't you have a conversation with him? Um, to be able to trust whatever you're trying to do, um, you know, whether it's talking sense or, or, you know, that's something that, you know, you look at head coaches, that's what you're paid for. You know, that's what you're kind of paid for in a sense. So yeah, that's kind of disheartening. And we, and we, because, well, I, because I, we can, I, because we can notice it. I mean, as, honestly, as fans, I, 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 media. Think, I think he does do that. 
I think it's just that's the way Loxley is because mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Now, on the flip side, when he threw that big old bomb, I was next to them, like behind, not next behind him, when Loxley went all the way after him and gave him a high five, okay. and him and them were real happy, you okay. know? So that's like he had his confidence, he had the swagger. Everybody's like, oh, how come when you see that earlier? Things of that nature, right. you know? Uh, but the defense played pretty good up until like, you know, think about the week before, uh, FIU had like a, over 300 yards rushing. UTEP gave up 300 yards rushing, and it wasn't until the fourth quarter where the uh, FIU running backs actually finally broke free. And, you know, because for most of the game, they were contained. Yeah, and I think Mike Cox, like I said, I thought he had a good game plan. I mean, I think he knows at this point this defense isn't going to rack up five or six sacks per game. Um, they're not going to turn you over. But being able to bend but don't break, that's your best opportunity. Um, and it just, I'm, I'm looking at these third down numbers, and it just it, they're, they're just eye-popping. Um, you know, basically on third down this year, um, you know, UTEP has allowed, what is this, 25 first downs on third down, 31 first downs on third down. If you even take, you know, just overall, you know, 24 total first downs that they've given up um, on a third down situations. Teams are, are 25 of 45, 386 yards and three touchdowns against UTEP. That's a quarterback rating of 149.6. UTEP's allowed 15 play or UTEP's allowed nine plays of 15 or more yards and three plays of 25 or more yards on third down situations. Um, yeah. That right there is a formula that that's just not going to get it done. And, and we talk so much about the offense, um, you know, on third down and what the offense isn't doing. But as far as defense, as it, it, I use the word well loosely as well, the defense has played at certain times. I mean, that is still the Achilles heel of this defense. You know, that that is really third down certainly is. You know, third down and you look at even the third down and ten to go, teams are four of eight passing 122 yards. That's a twenty two hundred and nineteen point three rating on third down. Um and you're looking at, at at those particular third down situations where they've allowed three plays of fifteen yards or more and one single play over twenty five yeah, yards or more. Yeah. That that's gotta be identified. And to me, that part lays into what we've talked about from the get-go is we're worried about the linebacker situation you know other other than Sioni Tiopu you know there really hasn't been and, another and, linebacker and we knew that was going to be that situation when Kai Griffin went down that, and and that is the byproduct of that you know Jason Van Hook has been sort of disappointing uh Dylan Parsi just hasn't been healthy you know you you can see that from Parsi where he's they've been trying to kind of ease him into the lineup as you've been seeing and it just the production that we saw from two years ago for him it's just not there um and and that's really been the disappointing part for me on the defense but let's get into I always love doing this um, every year at Minor Rush, and it always was, you know, the, the humble brag here. The, the, one of the biggest, most read stories of the, all, the entire football season, and that's the report card, uh, midseason report card. You know, all right, that, we can do that. That's something I feel that every year uh, was, was important to do. You know, UTEP at the midway point of the season, one of five. Let's start at the quarterback position. And we don't got to go too into detail. You know, we just give our grade and, and you know, a little spiel if we want. But quarterback, I have a tough one on this one. I'm going to go D minus, um, you know, A through F. You know, use what you can use. It. You know, there might be a lot of Fs on this one. I would think you're giving me that look right there. I'm going to go D minus uh, because, you know, what we've seen from Kai Loxley is flashes of his athleticism, and that keeps him away from the F. Brandon Jones kind of weighs on this a little bit more, maybe in terms of decision making. But the past 
seven years, whatever it is that I've been doing this quarterback rating or, or, or report card, I always kind of give a curve, if you will, because of the play calling. Um, you know, this year it's a little bit tougher because, you know, they've opened up the pass at certain times. The lack of execution hasn't been there. And I guess I'm being nice with the D minus for the quarterbacks. You're being very nice with the quarterbacks. F. Is that what uh, you're going to go? I'm, not, I'm just going to give them a D minus as well. I'm not going to say an F because at a certain point, it's kind of unfair to the quarterbacks because the, my my big thing is you're half. We're literally halfway through the season. They're one in five, and you and every week they're asking them who's going to be the Great starting point. quarterback. Great who's going to be your starting quarterback? Great point. You know the teams that are winning, they already got a starting quarterback. It's and unless my man is injured, then we got the backup. You know, I mean that that that's why they they determined that in, in camp and things of that nature, or the first game, second game. But this we're going into game seven now, and everybody's asking them in the press conference today who's your starting quarterback. And I know, I know, I can tell you that Brandon had a, a concussion, concussion protocol. You know, so more likely Kai's going to start. You know, but you still got the same thing from Coach Dim. Like, well, let's see how it goes. Whatever. You mentioned Hardison. But I was about to say that. But we had one glimpse of hope, and I, was, I even texted you right away. Dog, Hardison went in, you know, and he would have gone in if uh, Kyle would have been out. Uh, if, they, if they thought that Kyle was going to be able to go back and finish the game, Hardison was ready to go. So Hardison right. is like, he's there. He's on standby. So. If Brandon Jones can't play, he's the hardest. He, he is number two. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Hardison in this game. I really didn't want to get into it until we got to the preview. But as far as I can tell you, quarterbacks, it's going to be a D. And for me, it's a D minus. Uh, if you want to call it an F or whatever, it just for me, it's because at this point, one plays good and the other one plays bad. And that's just the way it is. The starter seems not to be able to play good and the backup plays better than the starter. But the bottom line is that you're halfway through the season and you still don't know who your regular starter is. Come on now. That's automatic D. And that's and that's where I kind of, like I said, I on the curve because of play calling. And, and you know, you took it right off my mouth, decision making with the coaches. Um, you know, parlaying into, well, they both neither have really played well. But, you know, either way, I mean, we're, we are being a little nice because we're taking into consideration the situation overall with the uncertainty you know there was certainty at the beginning of camp where it was like oh brandon jones is our guy you know now every week it's you know flip a coin or whatever it may be and and by the way they're not going to put tj goodwin in no uh gavin is going to get the opportunity first because they feel he's more ready with gavin they just need him to put on more weight straight up they don't think they think they're i mean they're afraid one hits because they're going to break him. I'll be, I'll be honest, he's, yeah. he's, he's a tall, skinny kid, you know, so they got to put on more weight on, on TJ Goodwin. But more than likely, we will see him get an opportunity as well. Moving on to the running back spot. This one's tough. Um, this is probably the toughest one out of all of them because we saw we've seen a decline. You know, in the running game, particularly from both running backs, we know that the talent is going to be greater than what we're going to. Well, I can gr- tell you why that's the decline because that's all they got. Yeah, they know is. they're they, they know they're a running team because they know they're they know they're not going to defenses know they're not going to pass, so they're just going to put a man in the box. You know, you know. I mean, they're making a big deal that 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 Hughes only had like he was averaging two yards. Well, yeah, what do you expect when they know they're going to run? But yep. he was still like he still got a touchdown. You know, he was still making some. Some things happen, but when they know you're a running team and they know that's why they had that big old bomb with uh 
with what with Kyle Oxley at the end of the game because they did something that was unexpected. They know UTEP is a running team. And and, and I'm gonna this one I'm gonna be a little bit generous out of any of them because I parlay this into offensive line struggles. I'm looking at Trayvon Hughes's numbers. They don't look bad, but I mean it's game six of the season. You know, to be well under five hundred yards at game six. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're at, he's averaging four point three yards per carry, which I will go with a C minus. For the running backs, because he had a great game early on in the with season Houston Baptist. at Houston Baptist. But my, my, even, problem, my problem with that is that what worked against Houston Baptist, they really they tried like maybe once or twice against Texas Tech, and then they kind of went away from that until this game where they really kind of relied on that, where they were just giving it to to Hughes. running like a, exactly, you know. Uh, so, but uh, what do you give them? Uh, I'll give them a, a C, a C. I'm not going to give them a D. You know, and by the way, Josh Fields is also didn't get to play. So yeah, my man didn't. Ray, my man Ray Flotis, I thought did a good job. You know, he's he's busted his butt at practice, and every time he's out there, he uh, he does a good job. So uh, I Four like that. Four carries for twenty one yards. So here's here's the depth chart. You know, I'm not even looking what the official release. I'm just telling you what I see. If Fields isn't going to play, it's it's Hughes, it's Ray Flotis, and it's number thirty three. Yeah, he, he he made the trip this past oh, week too. Dion has been at every he's trip. Been at every trip. Okay. Dion is. Dion's gone on every trip. Harrison's gone on every trip for quarterback, and also TJ Goodwin has been on every road trip. They've all been there, you know. The so Dion, Dion is is there uh, if they need him. So our next group here that we're running running down our midseason report card for every group, every position group here. I like to bunch the wide receivers and tight ends together. Um, you know, this one's another one of those where it's it's just tough to grade. But you know, you look at lack of production. I got to give these this group a D. We've seen really good. We've seen flashes of well, potential I mean, with Trey Wolf, uh, with Devon Cooper. And he's Trust off for Tussle. the year, by the way. You know, you know, Devon Cooper's off for the year, and so. and that's a tough one. That shoulder injury that he has. So you know, the the production for me is where I give this this, this See, group and, a D. And, and this is where I gotta. It's kind of tough because Trey Wolf has a better rapport. With Brandon Jones, he does. He's got. He, they got that. They're synced up. So does know? Justin Garrett, and he, Justin Garrett only has you know? one catch or uh, six catches this year. So Trey Wolf, when Brandon's the quarterback, does pretty good. Uh, and by the way, Trey Wolf also got injured towards the end of the game, but I'm thinking he's going to be okay. Might have been just a cramp or something like that. Uh, I give him. What did you give him? I give him a D. Yeah, I mean C minus or whatever. I just don't. I mean, it's not good. No, it's you know. Not. You know, and and that's where I mean this and this pretty much the offense is. But at is, the same time, like I can't really like I give I'll give them a regular C, and the reason okay. I'll give them a regular C is because they, they they're really not giving them the opportunity yeah, to do their about, thing. That's what that's that's what that's why I'm, I'm being kind of generous. This is why I'm, I get the curve or whatever, like yeah. you Tom the Great, because they're not really giving them the opportunity. To do their their thing because they got some speed on that team, but we don't know because they never give them the opportunity. Right, and th- and that's where I have a hard time giving them a D. But like I said, the lack of production from when they have, you know, there's been a lot of drops this year as well. This is that's been a tr- a, a plague that was last week, the past couple of weeks. That's kind of where I go to. But again, it is for me, it is on a curve. Instead of giving this team an uh, giving this group an F, I look at play calling. I look at the uncertainty at the quarterback spot. Um, the uncertainty would have been sound like a broken record about UTEP not having an identity on the offensive side of the ball. You know, that's a big deal um, when we're looking at this group. So Mondo gives them a C. I give them a D. Uh, we move along to the offensive line, and I'm going to get nasty on this one. I give the offensive line an F, man. Um, you know, I, I, I just – 
and, and, and this part lays into coaching. It's not so much the talent that that's up there. You know, I'm looking at Mike Simmons as the first guy that's going to go from the staff. I, I, I'm, I'm just being real. I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all. I can't hold punches on this one. You know, I've, I haven't seen any improvement from this offensive line. We talk about the, 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 the penalties. Uh, we talk about the uncertainty of, of what this team wants to be offensively. I, I just got to give this O-line an F. And, and, and this is this was supposed to be the strength of this team. And, and I will give them a D minus. And this is what's the most uh, depressing thing about the situation. Last year, we give them a pass because last year, like like 10 out of the 12 games, you had 10 different starting lineups because there was a lot of injuries. You don't have that this year. Nope. For most of these games, it's the same guys, and they have regressed. So if you want to see any regression, it's been in the offensive line now. We've seen glimpses like that first drive against Nevada. They looked amazing. That second drive against seventeen this play drive in the second half. Correct, of that ball game. and then and then and and then the second, the, not the first one because remember the first drive, the first uh, drive they throw he threw an interception because right. uh, it was tip drill. But that second drive for UTEP, you know the offensive line, the offensive line played great in the first quarter, but once they first once they get their first holding penalty, they're it's done. A, yeah. They're done. Yeah, and that and that's that is a great point about this offensive line, and it's more of the mental mistakes that this offensive line is making. Yeah, yes, mean. blitz pickup pick, blitz pickup has been an issue for this club all year long. That's on coaching, like I said. So I, I give this. I give this group an F, um, but it's more so to the, the leader of that coaching of that of this position group, the coach of that position group, more than the players because we know there's talent there. We know Darren Gatewood could play at the NFL level. Uh, you know, we know Darta Dar- Lee is a is a is a big guy that's going to play a lot in the next couple of years. Yeah. Zuli Henry's a talented offensive lineman. They're not being coached up, and yeah. this reflects that coaching. Uh, the like, like I said, for me, I, I think a lot of. A lot of it has to do with confidence. I mean, this team, like, they're they're very fragile. I honestly, I'm just saying from what I see, it's they're very fragile because when something goes their way, they're excited. Like I'm telling you, they're doing great in the first quarter, and then they get the, those penalties, and it just derails them, and it takes them a long time to kind of recover from that. For 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 me, it's like I just think this the confidence level. I think this old line will play with a lot of confidence if they could put together like two or three drives in a row where they dominate and then that might change everything, the outlook for everything. But we have yet to see that and it's been disappointing. Defensive line, what do you start with? I mean it's tough because the defensive line, you put the deep because we've talked about how bad the offense has been all year. So you put a lot of pressure on your defense. And you got to start thinking about some of these teams they have played. You play Texas Tech. You know, uh, it's it's weird because there's some games where they look good. I mean, Texas Tech scores right away in a minute and a half, and then they hold them. They don't they don't score until like maybe with five minutes left to go into the second quarter. They settle down. But then there's there's games like UTSA where UTSA just made them look bad, and that's really the only game I really think that they really look bad. But at the same time, with for defense for me, it's where. They're out there as long as they can. They're keeping UTEP in this game as long as they can. Now, because they're there all the time, the stats are going to look very bad on the defense because if you're there the whole time, the other team is going to get all these yards, and then eventually they start getting tired, and then eventually they miss a tackle, and they start adding up. You know, So for me, the defensive line, I'll give them a C. I was really, really close to giving them a C as well. Um, I agree with everything that you were saying. Um, you know, 
I'm going to go D plus. I want to give them a C because if you look at all the sacks have come from the defensive line, all five of yep. UTEP sacks yep. all from the defensive line. Um, you look at majority of the tackle of losses, UTEP has 20 tackles for losses. Again, most of those coming from the defensive line. 12 of those are coming from the defensive line. So, you know, you're looking at praise Amawale and Dizel and Big D. You know, those two guys have been pretty consistent yeah. for you. Now, maybe not dominant consistent or, or well, dom- I mean, they're, they're dominating, the, but the one thing about uh, the one thing my man uh, uh, about um, praise is that he's a Richard freshman. Right. So we still got three years of him. So he's, he's only he's only going to get better. Yeah, he is. You and, know? And, and and for Denzel, this is the kind of the year I was expecting for him. Four tackles for loss has a couple of sacks. Um it's just the, cons- the lack of consistency yeah. it is where I struggle to give them a C. So you said C minus? Yes. You C minus. And, that, and that's where I was going to go. But, you know, the lack of consistency puts them down to a D. But a D plus. No, I said a very regular close, C. I said a regular, regular C. C. So a regular C on that one. And like I said, I go D plus. But I, I was very close to putting them in the C. It's just the lack of consistency for uh, me. But like it I said, for me, it, 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 it's hard because when you see – what they they do to Texas Tech, and then you see some of these other teams, you know. But you're right. I mean, uh, it is what it is, man. It's, you know, yeah. and it that's just the, the inconsistency there with that defensive line. But it's been a bright spot, if you will, at certain times there. But looking at the linebackers now, I mean, this is another one of those tough ones because they're depleted. We knew that coming into the season. Um, you know, I give an F for recruiting purposes that this was not more. I mean, and UTEP did recruit there. You know, uh, Joe John Smith, J. John Smith, however you say his name. I have it right here. Joe J. Smith. Yeah. Um, he's been a big disappointment, you know, for me at the linebacker spot. Um, you know, the, the big surprise that, that we both of us have, have really liked what we've seen from Sione Tiofu, you know, this this is a future guy I, I give him i give i get to opal like a per, like per, a yeah per, get, for him, him individually him, indi- individually i give him an a i'll give him a b plus yes. but yeah we're on the same page i as give that. him an a you know so what that'll do that i give him an f but i'm gonna go down to, i'm gonna go down to a c minus I'm, I'm gonna give him a c minus because we're seeing really the future of the program there with, with Tiopu there and he's been a guy when they when they got him out of Allen, I thought that was a really good pickup. I was surprised yeah. that Sean Cougar could go into Allen High School and, and pick up a kid like him. So and he likes to hit people, and he too. does. So <laughs> what, what, what would be your linebacker? I, I give him the same. You give him the same C minus. Yeah. So that's the first one that we're even. Defensive backs. Ugh, I, that's tough because of injuries, man. It is. And you, you know, know when, you, you know YK's been YK, YK's been the on the the spotlight there. He's got the two interceptions there, but he has been injured. You know, uh, but at the same time, YK should have made a tackle. Yeah. Uh, that sprung the, with that big that big gain that led to a touchdown. I you go know? D. Would you go? Uh, I gotta think back to see how many times they've been burned on long passes. Oh, I told you about that third down. Yeah, that, that third down. Yeah, run. I guess it's a D dog. I mean, yeah. I, it is what it is. You know. It is what it is. Special teams. I give special teams. Actually, I'm gonna give them a B. I'm going to give them a B. Uh, Gavin Beckley's been really good. I mean, you know, you're looking at that punt block. What was it? Uh, Southern Miss game. Yeah, you know, that, that was disappointing. But, you know, other than that, I mean, special teams really hasn't hurt UTEP too, too bad. Other well, than that they, that's been twice where you got the the punt block and then you have the uh, – there was a fumble – for uh, well, there was a the punt, punt the, yeah, uh, and that's those. Now so you gonna make me bring it down to a C? Oh, uh, they got two, <laughs> and then uh, like I'm not gonna really give the um the one against uh, Southern Miss where there was the uh, not the, it was not the onside kick, it was like the oh swip yes, kick, right, the kick, but that was not that that was not on on, on Beckley. That wasn't the that was a coaching decision. Yeah. But when you have a a weapon like Gavin Beckley, 
Um, that's the name, right? Gavin yeah. Beckley. I mean, you have a weapon like that. It's amazing because like 80, 85% of the time you're getting automatic touchback, yeah. you know? So for that, I give them a B. Yeah. I'll go B too with special teams. And now, well, <laughs> the one where it makes, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Coaching. <laughs> well, this is the main one. Cause people are going to see like what's going on, but it's, it's, who it's goes hard first? because you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, you can go first, but like I said, it's going to be hard because if it's overall, because some people, overall, some I people are doing good and some people are doing bad, you know. Um, I go D. I'm, I'm going D, and that's very, very generous. I, you have to go that. You have to do something like that because, but for me, like if I was going defense, defense, I give them like a like a C minus because they're put in a different. They're they're put in a hard that. position. The defense is put in a hard position because they got to keep because. Let's be honest. The problem with this team is the offense. Right. It's not the defense. It's the offense. The defense has only like been like lit up once that like they really looked like they weren't prepared, and that was against UTSA. Right. You know. Other than that, the defense has kept them in these these games as long as they could before they get tired or before they figure them out. But like when the offense, like Texas Tech, I mean. You going three and out, 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 and you're still kind of in the game until Texas Tech kind of blows it out, like the end of the third quarter. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, you know. But for me, I have to give. What'd you give them? I give them a D. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something like that. So, I've, so I, I, I like, I like what you went there. You know, the, the, let's give them, let's give the people a bonus grade though. So, defensive coaching, you said C minus. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'll give, def- I'll, I'll give defensive coaching C minus. Offensive coaching, I'm giving an F. Yes, I'm giving an I F on that to. one. Um, you know, because there's no improvement. Because, because and let's talk about some because, well. because some of the decisions that have been made that exactly have been made. Too. You know, and I'm still gonna, I'm, I'm still gonna go to, to this point in this game because a lot of that. It was in Nevada, right? It was Nevada where UTIP came out like a beast. You dominated that game that first quarter, second quarter, everything's going good. And for no reason, they put in Kai Loxley. And then he throws the interception right off the bat. And so that that's all on coaching. Yep. You know, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think ever since that moment, I don't think this team has recovered, man. I really don't think they've recovered since then. That's a great, great point there. So looking at uh, reviewing... Me and Mondo's report card for the UTEP football season through the first six weeks of the ball game, or part of the ball game, first six weeks of the season. Starting off at quarterback, I give them a D minus. Mondo gives them a D minus. Running back, I give them a C minus. Mondo gives them a C. C. Wide receivers, tight end position grouping, I give them a D. Mondo goes C. And another D because they don't use a tight end position enough because no. they, they have a weapon there yeah. and they don't choose to use it enough. Couldn't agree more. O-line, Mondo goes D. I go F. D-line, Mondo goes C minus. I go D plus. Linebacker, Mondo goes C minus. I also go C minus. We also agree on DBs. We both give them a D. Special teams, we both give them a D. Coaching, oh, we I both. Said B. That's right. I give. I've said. I'm. I'm. I'm infatuated yes. with the D's. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> That's a funny line there. If you go yeah. back and listen to that one again, special teams is a B. I also give them a B. We both give them D's on coaching. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? Lot tech. All right, now we can talk about the other stuff. Now, now that we got the report card out of the way, now we can talk about some of the stuff that people are have, that we. I don't want to say that people are now jumping on the bandwagon to the stuff that we've been saying for the past. Three or four weeks, Longer but now, than that, but, but two months, the two months. But now the rest of the media are now trying to say that, hey, how come we don't see uh, Hardison? Hey, how come we don't see Dion? Hey, how come we don't see this? We've been saying that since game one. 
I've always told you that we don't know how good the kid's going to be and that goes in any position, in right. any sport. We don't know how good he's going to be until you actually put him in there, you know. So I think this is going to be the situation now where he's kind of he's going to be have to be forced because if Kai's not playing, let's just say that Brandon can't play, you know, and he admitted today in the press conference that, that Gavin Hardison got a lot of reps. He's getting the second team reps, so they're getting him ready. And he admitted last that uh, that uh, that on Saturday that if Kai wouldn't have been able to go, it would have been Hardison. It wouldn't have been the other guy, number fifteen. I can I can't Brown remember Holtz. them. Yes, I, it wouldn't have been Bronholtz because they put him in the game, but they yeah, put him did. in the wide receiver spot spot. And they ran know? they ran Wildcat. Correct, you know, uh, because they wanted to save that redshirt. They didn't want to blow that one game. You know, my thing is, he's got us. Coach Demo has if if he's being conservative. And trying, as I was explaining this to another me- member of the media today when they called me, is that if he is trying to be conservative and trying to save some of these guys for next year, I understand that because you're trying to save uh, you, you're trying to save the eligibility. But here's your problem because now I start looking at it as a business point of view. There is a lot of, let's just call it what it is, a football game, a baseball game, a basketball game, a soccer game, excuse me, a soccer match. Football match. Football, uh, 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 not American football. It's just another form of entertainment. Right. And now what these people realize is that here in El Paso, we have a lot of options for entertainment. You have the Chihuahuas. You have the look. I'm, I'm just talking about the stuff that's going on when UTEP football is going on. Chihuahuas is ending up. So the first couple of games, people might not even show up to that. Locomotives surprise a lot of people. They're going into the playoffs, you know, like, and I'll be honest with you. I really don't keep up with the locomotives, but like when I left the Sun Bowl two weeks ago, like, oh my, I had no, I was like, how come there's only 13,000 people? It's homecoming. Then I'm passing when I'm going home, I'm passing uh, Southwest University Park. Locomotives are playing the game. You know, so they have competition out during. Then you got movie theaters, quinceañeras, somebody's wedding. There's boxing matches. There's Netflix and chill, whatever, all that stuff like that. There are a lot of entertainment options. So, and I'll keep saying this forever until things changes. People have gotten used to El Paso with UTEP that it's a loser's mentality that they're so used to them winning that they're not going to show up. You got your hardcore people and those other people are showing up. But here's what I'm talking about. If he waits, let's just say that he keeps Kai and they barely lose. And then the next game, the same thing happens and Brandon's back. And then, okay, we got the last four games. The gloves are off. We're going to put in Dion. We're going to put in Gavin Hardison. We're going to put all the rest of the uh, redshirt freshmen. We're going to put them on. And sometimes it works because my man prays on Mahuli. That's what he did with him last time. Took last, advantage of his opportunity. The four games, and all of a sudden, he's an automatic starter. But here's what I'm talking about because without a doubt, we're talking about that the problem is the offense. If all of a sudden you got Dion in there, you got Hardison in there, you got some of the other, the, the other freshmen in there, and they start winning games, people are going to be upset. Because like, wait a minute, dog, you had those people the whole time and you chose not to put them in there. So they're going to be upset. But at the same time, if he still chooses not to put them in there, next year, people are going to be, well, why am I going to show up? You know, you got, now they got to start looking at reasons for people to start showing up. Not this year, Next year, you got to start getting in people's mind. Hey, 
this UTEP team, when they do put in Hardison, when they do put in Dion, they have to do good to make sure people start showing up next year. Because here's the guarantee, folks. It's not going to be Brandon, and it's not going to be Kyle Oxley because they're both seniors. There's going to be a brand-new quarterback. And if people aren't excited about Gavin Hardison or it'd be TJ Goodwin, if, if we don't know what they're capable of, you know, you got Texas Tech coming to the Sun Bowl next year. And then they play, I think, NMSU early. I'm not sure. And then they're going to travel to Texas, you know, in Austin. You need to give people a reason to be excited about this team next year because, Agreed. honestly, this year, is, they're done this yeah. year. Unless they go, like, on the, on the run because, believe it or not, they still can be eligible. All they got to do is lose one more game. and they're No, they're, they're still they're still eligible. Yeah. They got to lose two more games, and then they're, they're not eligible. But, yeah, let's just say for something happens and, and Kai isn't getting done, they put Gavin in lights out because the one thing Gavin does have, he's got a cannon. He's got a cannon for an arm, and he's accurate. So if he goes out there and just lights it up, you know, like this week, then I think it's good for the future. But if you wait until those last four games, people are going to be upset because, wait a minute, you had that sitting all year long, and you chose to wait until next year. And I think that's what Dana Demo is probably going to struggle with to put him in. I mean, more so than the red shirt rule and all that, because, okay, you put him in this week, you know, are, are you going to manage? Okay, I have three games left. It's not so much, okay, the last four games, it's, well, okay, we have five to go and he's already played three left. What do we do? You know, it, it, it could be that. And that's really the big question, um, you know, going forward is what is Dana Demo holding back? Cause, cause is think it, about this. I mean, next year. Because I'm thinking about it business-wise. Because right. I'm like, I'm thinking now, like, I'm not saying how the center's thinking. I'm thinking about, like, in the like now, you know. Like, There's not going to be 10,000 people in the seats this Saturday. Let's just be real. Well, I, I think they'll, they'll be lucky if they get that. Yeah. I don't know if there's a boxing match or uh, there's a World Series going on yeah. on it, Saturday. It's game four. You know, the, the, the Astros are in a Texas connection. You I, never know. I'm going to be watching on ESPN3 exactly. because I ain't going to the Sun Bowl. I can tell you um, that, bro. Man, I'm gonna see you down there, man. I'm, Come I'm, on I'm now. Be real with you. It is what it is. Your entertainment exactly. options. You're gonna be watching on the on the on the dude. There's on two the teams I die hard for: UTEP and the Houston Astros. Yes, I'm a Raider fan. I'm not die hard like I used to be four or five years ago. But you, but you, like we talked about, there's options. See, but what I say, like, like look at what happened in the off season. They had, they had the party pit, the party pass, whatever they want to call it. You gotta be a season ticket holder, or whatever. I told, the cricket I, noises. I, 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 I told you secretly. Eventually, they're gonna open that up because a lot of people are going to do that that's what they're doing now 20 bucks whatever it is but now you can remember all that construction they got going on all them fancy seats they're starting to put there in the sun bowl they expect people to fill that up and, and you buy, got, buy liquids and, and, and buy and, food and and you got to give people a reason right. to do that so you got to get people excited for this team next year you know so if i think he goes the the, the hardest in route in this game and he keeps playing them for the rest of the season then I think that's okay, and I don't care if we lose that one year of eligibility because we still got TJ, and we'll see what he can do, you know, in that quarterback spot. You know, with Dion, I'm I'm kind of okay with Dion only getting the four games. Me too. You know, because the way the offensive line is playing, because because uh, Hughes is playing playing good, um, or the, as good as he can play, and my man Ray Flotis has done a great job when he's given his opportunity. You talk about somebody taking the opportunity and running. Ray Flotis has has done exactly that. So when it comes to Dion getting only his four games, I'm okay with that. But the quarterback position, 
that's the one that they need to fix. I'm going to make a doubt. rule on this podcast. All right, man. Anytime you mention Ray Flores, you got to say former Isleta Indian. Well, I mean, the Ray thing Flores. is, Tyson's like, Tyson starting to do that. Like, yeah. like former Isleta Indians. They he always shouted you me. out, too. He did. I was like, that's right, man. That's my dog, you know. Uh, but, so let's move on. What, what's oh, what's Go going to happen? Man. What's going to happen this weekend? At La Tech, what's, I, I, what's I, the, I got a spread. It was 19 and a half. It went down to 18 and a half. I saw a lot. I got a chance to watch La Tech. I stumbled on NFL Network. They're playing Southern Miss. That was a really good game. La Tech is a really, really good football team. I, I just, you know, UTEP is going to have a hard time moving the football on them, as we know. Um, well, you know, it's, the, the one thing I can tell you from last year's game against Louisiana Tech, that's when you lost Ryan Metz. That that basically was the game that ended his career, the last concussion of his game. You know, and then Kyle Oxley got injured, and that was the emergence of Brandon Jones and. Uh, they actually had an opportunity to win that game. Right. But then, like I told you, I've never seen it in person. And you always see it in TV where you hear the one guy takes over a game, and that's where the defensive lineman from— Jalen Ferguson. Yes, look, Ferguson look, took he's over. he's with the Ravens right now. <laughs> Ferguson took over that game when, when UTEP got in the red zone, like in the when they, when they got in the first and goal situation, the last four plays of the game, he literally took over, you know. So if the minors play like that again— I think they have an opportunity to maybe win. But I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you right now. I mean, I, I just, this team is so inconsistent. But the one thing that I will agree with Coach Demo is because I see it because I'm around this team all the time is they can't beat anybody left on the schedule. They are capable of beating those teams. But the problem is, they can't put those four quarters together. Yeah, and I think it's going to be another struggle. I think Louisiana Tech probably going to be the best secondary UTEP has seen all year long. I find it hard for them to really get guys open. Um, I find it hard for them to run the football. It's just going to be one of those games. And I don't think that La Tech puts up 50, 60 points. I see it going 30 to 6, 34 to 6, 40 to 6. I, I just have I have trouble seeing UTEP being able to drive and, and make plays against this La Tech team. Um, you know, I, I, I really want to be optimistic. I really want to look back at last year. And, and, you know, you make great points with that. But I just, when I, when I watched La Tech last week, that's a team you're talking about. You're talking about a UTEP and team that's been up and down. First place too in the conference, right? So. And, and and La Tech, they look like a first down team or a first, first place, place team. team. You know, in terms of, of their quarterback, Jamar Smith, this guy that's been around for a while. Their secondary yep. was yep. flying around. You know, it's gonna be a tough one for the miners. You know, we, I mean, UTEP has an opportunity what's the, what's to the cover. Spread? Like I said, uh, La Tech opened up. They are gonna and cover half. again. They are oh, gonna man, cover the you, spread, dog. So. That's what I one. said last week, and they did. Not this time. Not this. Well, time. I said last week they were gonna win. And then, then I changed it now. They're going to cover, gonna and cover. they cover. Yeah, so. I, I just, I don't know. I, I would say 18 and a half, I think, La Tech, because of UTEP's inability to, to sustain drives, yeah. I think that just shoots them in the foot. And what La Tech does on the other end is they're explosive offensive. And, and, and you know me, as much as critical as I'm being, at the end of the day, I do turn into homer, and I want them to win every single game. <laughs> but until I see it, I can't say they're going to do it, you know, because it's been so inconsistent. You know, that I really can't say that because, like I said, for me, this is a team of confidence. And if they're able to pull this huge up, upset, then they're in business. Yeah. They're in business. But until it happens, like, because honestly, like, if they would have gone out there and beat FIU and they were 24-point dogs and they were very capable of beating this team, but those stupid penalties, stupid mistakes – direct quote from coach demo at halftime when he was actually kind of yelling at me not at me <laughs> but yelling at the situation you know you fix that you win games but they haven't been able to fix that so nope. until they fixed it 
There's only going to be 10,000 people, 11,000 people in the stands. Yep. Not going to get it done. Well, one team that has been getting it done through the first two exhibition games, Rodney Terry. I forgot. When I talk about Rodney Terry, when I say Rodney Terry does it again, well, they did it again and they won a I don't know what you call it, exhibition, secret scrimmage, not so secret. Um, there, there's, yeah. a, there's a funny story about this, though. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a secret scrimmage. Um, you know, I get home. No, I, I wake up. I slept in. You know, I'm waking up. I know that the scrimmage, I heard that the scrimmage was in the afternoon. Um, you know, nobody knew what time it was. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't even know where it was. That's at what's first. secret about it. So, Where was it at? It was here. It was in the Haskins. Um, so, I, I, you know, I wake up and I have somebody, hey, you know. Now you got to do is cruise by the Haskins and see if there's a lot of cars there. Well, I, well see, that's the thing. You don't, you, you don't know. So I, 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 I figure out, okay, it's in the afternoon. So somebody starts live tweeting um, pictures of the scoreboard. Really? Somebody's in there. Wow. I don't know how. I don't want to give out. He knows who he is. He listens. He used to follow me in minor wow. rush. I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm not gonna say your Shout name on the pod. You. But he starts tweeting updates, you know, periodically. And I'm sitting there in bed, and I'm like a kid in Christmas. I'm like, this is great. This is so great. So it was in the morning then? No, it was in the, it was in the, it was like one or two o'clock. My man, you wish you were doing in bed, dog. <laughs> Saturday, bro. That's you right. Know we we up, put you, in long hours. I, put, I, put in, I, worked, I put in long I hours. I worked seven to ten all I, week. I, I, was so. in, I was in bed yesterday, Sunday afternoon, on Sunday afternoon until... Three o'clock, I had to get up and go get ready to do this cowboy game. I admit that. So, so, yeah, so I'm following, and, and this guy, you know, he's talking about who's scoring this and that. So it gets to the final. Um, you know, and, and UTEP wins 71 69. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, and then, so I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I have this. I'm thinking, like, you know what? Let me go screenshot these for the show. You know, that way we can kind of move, you know, have a maybe, you know, I was already thinking maybe we could do like a, a review, a play by play or something. But the tweets are deleted. Yeah. So somebody crazy. got to you talking it's about a secret. It's yeah. got to be a secret scrimmage. But I got some info from you. So UTEP led by five at halftime okay. against Grand Canyon, which okay. is in, in the background of Grand Canyon. They're picked. They're picked to be second to finish second in the whack behind mm -hmm. New Mexico State. Dan Marley's the coach. They've been knocking on the door. I think they had Louisville in their house a couple years ago, and they give Rick Pitino and them all they can handle. Two all-conference players that were pre-season uh, pre, uh, all-conference players, one on the first team, one on the second team. So this is a good team. This is a really good mid-major team, and UTEP was up by five at one point. Um, a, reportedly, Suli Boom, 26 points in this really? ball game. Sully Boom scored 26 Boom. in this ball game. Bryson Williams had the game-winning bucket, a driving bucket with like three seconds to go. Um, G, the, the, the crazy thing about it, the thing that I really liked hearing the scrimmage is that, okay, UTEP was up by five at halftime. Grand Canyon went on a big run in the second half. Now, what I didn't get when it was my source was, okay, well, how much would UTEP trail by that point? Um, because that shows that, you know what, UTEP played well. Maybe Rodney Terry went with a different lineup. And we talked about this on the last podcast about, you know, UTEP trying to find lineups and, and lineups where the production doesn't wane and it doesn't go down and, and you know, th that lead doesn't dwindle. I'm thinking maybe that happened. 
But Rodney Terry's able to make an adjustment, whatever it was. UTEP claws back. They win by two at their other home court. Obviously, there's no fans in there. Um, but I like that. I, I like hearing that type of detail because it shows what we talked about is that Rodney Terry's tweaking to figure out, okay, what's my bad lineup? What's my good lineup? What's my rebounding lineup? What's my speed lineup? Um, you know, so all this coming together, you know, your two exhibition games are going to be a lot tougher than your opening season game. Of course. And I like that. And and I really, really like that. And, um, you know, it, it just shows the, the, the progress of this program. It's going in the right direction, uh, regardless if it was a two-point win or, 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 or a, you know, they lose by five. This team is figuring themselves out, you know, in the most important ways in terms of lineups, in terms of psyche, in terms of, of mentality, um, something that you didn't have under Tim Floyd. You know, you, you never knew what this team was going to be. You never knew what Floyd said to this team during the shoot-around that, you know, to either piss them off or to fire them up. Um, you know, we're starting to see little little tidbits here of how good a coach Rodney Terry can be. Um, and I'm excited to see that. I'm well, really, really excited to see that they were able to, you know, have a lead at halftime, fall down a little bit, well, figure themselves out. As, as I told you, when I showed the score to a certain Hall of Fame broadcaster, he said, wow, they had to fight for the, for yeah. the victory. Um, do you see where Texas Tech started on preseason top 25 poll? Number 13. Number 13. And they're picked third in, the, in a Big 12. So I'm just telling you, UTEP beat them. Yeah, and, and I mean, you... you like we said, you know, confidence booster, th there's confidence booster. There's an, there's expectations now. The excitement should be there. And, you know, the, the more excitement, like I said, is because the fact that, you know, whatever that run was at Grand Canyon, I've been wanting to figure out how how much was UTEP down in that second half. It may not have been much, but I mean, if it was a nine point, ten point second half comeback. You know, this team it seems like they may have already been figured it out. You know, now it's about okay. You know, who who, who is who, well, who's going to run I still, the most I still minutes. think they're just going to have to figure out how the lineup's going to be. Oh no doubt. You know, I mean, we'll just. But have it's to good to see, see a guy like Suli Boom. And we talked about yeah. the guard play because yeah, yeah. you know, as far as guard production, one guard really went off last year. Two guards went off against Texas Tech: Lathan and Daryl Edwards. But you start throwing in a guy like Suli Boom who can shoot the rock. Suli Boom. You know, and, and he starts. I mean, here's a cliche. He starts. Booming things in from Boom. deep, you know, that's an added dimension, and that's really what's exciting about this UTEP club is they have dimensions. Whether it's with Bryson Williams, the big man in the middle, um, you know, mixing him with Effie, or you know, you you got Caden Archie coming in from TCU, you know, midway point of the season, an athletic freak that can just probably I really expect him to be one of those guys that lives at the free throw line, being able to get to the rim, draw contact, hopefully finish through contact, um, you know, and then you got Lathan, you know, a guy that can. Really Really do it all. Edwards, who's already established himself as a clutch shooter on this ball club just in one exhibition game. November 5th just can't come soon enough. And not only um, that, November 12th when they host New Mexico State. By the way, um, I know I asked you before, but do we know if every game is going to be on the plus? Well, I think they just today. Matter of fact, I think they just released is my man Duke the, Keith uh, doing the home games. I don't know that fact because that'll um, give me a reason to get the plus. Now so I, I can know, watch all these basketball games. Let me see here. I know I won't be able to go to a lot of these basketball games in person. Well, what they did do today is they did release uh, single season tickets, uh, so you can get our single game tickets. Excuse me, so you can get single game tickets um, already. Now I know today I'm pulling it up here as I talk. I'm trying to milk it. I know today that Conference USA did announce a TV schedule. Um, okay. There was, I believe, I'm going to get the exact facts here. There's going to be 
you're going to want to get the ESPN. Plus. Well, that's the thing. Well, the plus. I just call it the plus. Yeah. I don't need to say the other part. Yeah. I just say the plus. So basically 12 league, league games, uh, 12 Conference USA games will be on ESPN Plus. A week? Overall. 12 of their, 12 of their conference games. Um, so 12 conference games will be on ESPN Plus, And then they'll have one on Stadium, which will stream that during, uh, via Facebook. I don't know if you've ever seen the Stadium. Stadium. They did it a couple years ago. They haven't done it for football. It's like a streaming Facebook page that they stream they cover college football college basketball but so they'll stream that one on Facebook and then you have another one on ESPN 3 so 12 games on ESPN plus on the Ocho one on ESPN the Ocho and then you get one on Facebook so basically all 14 of your conference USA games are covered okay good and they'll, they'll all be streamed so you know there's but no we TV know about games. The non-conference non-conference yet. not yet like I hinted last week I think that uh, that that uh, UTEP Houston game, somebody picks that up. I don't know who. Um, I think somebody will How pick about that the one NMSU up. Ones? The NMSU, I don't think so. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised though if the game over there is picked up by ESPN Plus. I know they, you know, the Aggie, Aggie Vision, whatever they call it. Aggie over there. Vision. Aggie. Well, I, the announcer always calls them the Aggie, so I always say Aggie. Well, Vision. I'm just saying but, um, because but yeah. So so at least at least for conference play, we're covered. Yeah, you got 14 okay, of those good. games, and that and then obviously that includes home games. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna be at every home game this year i don't know about two but i'm gonna, be I'm gonna try but i mean i got game. other stuff to do i mean let's be realistic now i got no press pass you know True. and and i i have no problem i actually i'll be honest with you like when it comes to the press passes stuff like that media access basketball is the one that is much of, of a fan that yeah, i am i don't need that because i actually don't like sitting courtside i'd rather be like 13th 15th row so i can see the whole court that's how I like to see a basketball game. But honestly, that's how I like to see it. Now, the access to go into the locker room afterwards, of course, and see what they're thinking, of course I like that. But when it comes to the game itself, I don't like being up up, up front. I want to be on the top and so I can see everything. And I can't wait till basketball season starts so we can spend 50 minutes talking about basketball that's right. rather than football. And that's why I, I love me some Utah football, but it's just been a disappointing year. It's tough to It's tough to be positive. We've been trying to do our best, but... You know what it is. We're gonna. We, you followed me and Monsters work from both where we've came from and our media past. You know we we tell it like it is, and we want to see this program succeed so well. But you know what? Basketball season is coming, baby. It's coming, baby. Put those minors, bro.